into the contest. It's Friday the 25th of February. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. And Shane, you've spent the night in the gong, mate. Uh, nostalgia, memories, old friends. Mate, I um, it's my dad's birthday today, so I had a few drinks at his bar last night with two of my oldest and, and best mates, Kerry Penfold and Robert McMahon. And uh, we sat at my dad's bar and, and told a few stories. Kerry, just by, by way of background, Kerry uh, lost his eye when he was quite young and he was an opening batsman, scored seven first-grade hundreds in Sydney. Wow. Very good player with, with one eye. And my other mate, Robert McMahon, is a big listener of the Afternoon Sport podcast and he always listens to us in the shower, Tim. So probably tomorrow morning he'll be listening to this right now whilst he's in the shower, soaping himself up, mate. Just think of that, Robert McMahon, anyway. I digress. Holy smoke. <laughs> Holy smoke. I'll try and work on a few other images before getting to Big Bob. It's Friday. That means we are joined by Brisbane comedian Shad Wicker and also Melbourne comedian Luca Muller. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care, targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, Main Hair Care. Well, I think we're all hoping and praying for a good result with Rod Marsh. This was a real shock, wasn't it, Shane, when we saw the news come through that he'd had a, a massive heart attack and rushed to hospital in North Queensland? Yeah, he's lucky. He's um he's seventy four years of age, Rodney William Marsh, and um he's had a heart he's had a heart attack. Um fingers crossed he's okay. He's in intensive care at the moment. But um yeah, he's quite lucky. He's with the uh the Bulls Masters, which is the the sort of uh the, the past players um uh of Queensland and um and luckily they took him straight to hospital, otherwise they waited for the ambulance. Um we might be giving a very, very different uh summary here today. But um yeah, get well Rod. He's a great man. Uh, we all know. Um, Dennis Lee always used to say, I just had to hit the edge and Rod Marsh would do the rest and um, one of the greatest weird keepers of all time and, and one of the great blokes too. So get well, Rodney. Yeah, and of course you spent time in the academy with him down there mm. in uh, in Adelaide. It was, a, it was a staple, wasn't it? Henley Beach. Yeah, it was, mate. And um, he, was a, he's a, he was a hard man, Rod. He, um, he, he was very aware that... Uh, He's playing days. He said his pre-season was a lap around the whacker. <laughs> um, and we had to train a lot differently then, and, and the players train even harder now. So, uh, yeah, as I said, mate, he's a great man. He, he did enjoy a beer and um, hopefully get get well and, um, and get past this one. But uh, he's in a bit of a fight at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rod Marsh, uh, and we'll keep you posted on what happens there. A real change of pace coming up next. We're going to have a look at the rugby league season. Shad Wicker, Brisbane comedian, has some very interesting predictions. It's that time. It's Friday. It's Shad Wicker time, Brisbane comedian. Now, Shad, you have been observing the Brisbane Broncos a little closer than most, and uh, there's some speculation in and around 
Kevin Walters training these guys too hard. Not a good start. Mate, I tell you what, I don't like these rumours coming out of the Bronx already, don't you? I mean, what type of team that's going <laughs> to win a competition complains about training too hard? I know. Mm. Who would have thought? Mate, these whispers are already showing that um, the hottest bum in coaching around the NRL right now has got to be Kevin Walters. Mm. Um, I've had the pleasure of being uh, in, I've been in a few chats with him over the last week and a bit, and he seems quite happy and confident with a lot of these young guys that are playing. But then when Mm. stories like this come out, you start to think, is this the top playing group or are these the stack of guys they have in their uh, possibles uh, team that they call it in the Broncos, Mm. which are guys that are probably not going to get a start this year but are desperate to find a club? (laughs) I'm hoping it's that and not some of your key players like your Haases and your Stags. Mate, he, he, he fails to read the room, doesn't he, or, or Walters, I reckon? I think one of the things is, is like Walters being – he's probably one of those player coaches that sometimes some co- player coaches come in and they're a bit harsh mm. and you've got others that are a bit too soft. And I wonder if the last two seasons he's been too much of their mate and not enough of their coach. Yeah, t- yeah I totally agree with that. It's, it's a bit like having kids. You, you, you can't be their best mate when they're 12 years old because you've got to be in control, don't you? That's that's the truth of it all. Um, yeah, but the, the interesting thing is everyone's on top of the comp, aren't they, in February? That's when it starts cracking <laughs> over in March that we start to see whether the splinters begin. Now, Jason Talmalolo is very much the hope of the side for North Queensland. Yeah, well, you want to talk about splinters beginning. I mean, uh, a lot of a lot of people are wondering why he had so many splinters in his backside over the last couple of years with the, with the massive contract he had. Um, it's uh, I'm interested by Corey Parker's uh, coming out this late past week saying that maybe it's about time the Cowboys moved off Tol Malola. I'd love to hear what your guys' opinion is because you're right, he is their marquee signing. He's their biggest name since JT, another JT. But he's not really produced for them the way he's produced for, like, I don't know, Tonga. Mm. I just think they need extra cattle around him. That's what they need. They need to get the rest mm. of the roster okay. right, and then he'll do his job. And, Chad, you've got some big predictions. You mentioned it last week, mate, that uh, some big predictions for this year. I, I want to hear where your head's at and how you're going to win us some money. All right. <laughs> I promised this to you guys last week, so I'm going to run through them and you mm. tell me which ones you potentially want to take me on for, okay? okay. All right. I'm going pretty bold up top. The Brisbane yeah. Broncos will finish seventh on Jeez. the ladder. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, number two, Raiders and the Knights will both win under 10 games. Mm. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yep. Um, I've got Tom Turbo, one of our favourites here. He didn't play as much last year. Tommy Turbo to score more tries than the competition points of the sixth-place team. Yeah, that's an interesting one. You took a bit of thought on that one. Mm, so I, for, for, for uh, just for context, I believe 26 was the points this year. Jeez, okay. Or possibly close to 30. So you're looking at around that mark for tries this year. Well, okay. All right, think on that one. I'll go to the next. Uh, number four, my prediction is exactly five of the top eight teams will be animal mascots. <laughs> 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 or filthy animals. That's not bad. That's not bad. Animal mascots. Okay. Okay. Uh, like <laughs> number five, two coaches will be sacked before round 21. Oh, that's for sure. Oh, that's yeah. Absolutely. About round yeah. 10. Yeah. Uh, number six, the mighty Tongans will win the World Cup. Will be cool. Wow. Okay. Uh, and number seven, despite popular opinion, Melbourne Storm will finish in the top two, making that, I believe, four years in a row. What's, what sort of animal is a, is a storm? It's not an animal. There you go. There you go. And number eight, which I like this bet, by the end of week eight, 
the Warriors will be in the top eight. Where will they be by the end of week 20? <laughs> doesn't matter. 20. Which one of those do you want to take me on for, boys? Uh, Shane, you go first. Well, I, I think I'll take you on. The Broncos will not finish seventh. Okay. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you right now. I, I don't think they'll finish in the even close to the top half, mate. Wow, mm. interesting. Well, I'm, yep. I'm, I'm going to go off. I'm, I'm going to stick you on that one. I reckon okay. seven. Right. Yeah. I think it's what not you, so Timmy? much a – I think it's not a comment on how good the Broncos are going to be. It's how much I think some of the teams in the top eight are going to fall. Okay. All right. And as good as a football team that they are, and they represent the NRL so brilliantly, Tonga, as do Samoa, Fiji and other Pacific nations, and I've always said that we need to invest bigger in that part of the world to help them because they help us so much. Um, I'll take as much money as you want on that, <laughs> that Tonga won't win the World Cup. Okay. So you set your price and yep. I'll cop it. I'll, 20 I'll, bucks. I'll Okay, last of the big spenders. I'll, I'll, okay, I'll take 20 bucks. You don't pay me enough to do this podcast for you to bet more than $20. That's right. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm not the deal. If it was up to me, I'd be paying you millions. Um, you forget, Australia might not be competing in this World Cup. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, well, you've got the, you've, you've you've spent a bit of time thinking about this, so you you may well cop the twenty bucks. You might cop the lobster. I do think you owe me a lobster, so be sort of almost, um, you know, we'll strike even. All right, buddy. We'll see if all those uh, fearless predictions come true. Some interesting ones. I think you're hundred percent right. The Knights. I, I don't don't think the Knights will Agreed. do well. I don't know about the Raiders. I think the Raiders, if they stay fit, could do a bit better. Tommy Turbo, hundred percent. Two coaches, I reckon, could be sacked within round five. So that's you've given yourself a little bit of a buffer. What about the five animals, guys? Mm. Mm. The five, five animals out. in the top eight, okay? The non-animal teams are the Storm, the Raiders, the Warriors. Mm. Um, who else we got? There's something Latrell, else in Latrell there. Mitchell. The Cowboys. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. How many bourbons had you had at that point? <laughs> oh, mate, I was doing pretty good. I was doing pretty good. <laughs> Oh, the Shadster. All right, buddy. Well, thanks for that. I think we're all pretty rich in anticipation about the NRL starting. You know, uh, we want to put all the bad news to one side and actually enjoy a little bit of our sport. Good to talk. No worries, boys. It's not too long till kickoff. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, all the latest in the EPL and AFL preseason games with Melbourne comedian Luca Muller. Okay, it is time to chat with Melbourne comedian Luca Muller. And Luca, you're actually in Adelaide at the Fringe doing what you do best, my friend. Yeah, yeah, living it up, doing some shows here in Adelaide. It's been great. I love the Fringe Festival. It's more mm. fun than comedy festivals because you do your shows and then you go to the artist bar and it's you and you're surrounded by like drag queens and uh, acrobats <laughs> and <laughs> clowns and everyone's just sinking tinnies. It's great. You feel right at home. They're, they're actually not dressed up, by the way. That's just the locals. <laughs> Hey, Luca, I'm getting excited, mate. AFL season started. There's some, there's some warm-up matches, um, and I believe you went to watch one the other day. Yeah, yeah. I know it went to watch. I just watched on KO. But, yeah, okay. I watched the, the Ds had their first hit out against uh, the Kangaroos, and we smashed them by 80 points, which is pretty yeah. exciting. But it's sort of always the thing with these practice matches. Like, how much does it mean? You never know how, mm. hard, how hard the teams and the players are going. But it was good to see. Um, and Ben Brown kicked five goals and looked great, so that's pretty good. 
And I think the best thing for me was Adam Tomlinson was back after doing his ACL last year. So it's just nice mm. to see him running around. Yeah. And look, uh, just on the subject of whether they are, you know, a good template for the season, I think what most teams do is they test, don't they? They test young guys. They they show a few different combinations. So it is hard to get a gauge. It's more like their practice runs than anything else. But uh, one thing we do know is that the Melbourne Demons are going to be right up there punching when it comes uh, the end of the season of 2022. Now, the Eagles had their first run without the unvaccinated Jack Darling. They face some problems being in Western Australia already, the Eagles, as do Fremantle. Yeah, it's um, yeah a lot of sort of uh, teams are getting their first look at their sides without these unvaccinated players like Carlton without Liam Jones as well. And I mean, West Coast look good. They beat uh, the Suns by about 35 points. So maybe they'll be okay, but it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds through the year. What's your take on it, boys? What do you think of these guys sitting out? Well, it's their own personal choice, isn't it? That's that's the thing about the world we're living in at the moment. I don't think we've ever been through a period of time where someone's choice has had an impact on somebody else's. Look, I think it's hard, particularly at this point of the pandemic, to be crucifying them for being unvaccinated, mm. but that's only my view. Yeah. yeah. My take is that uh, if I, personally, as a sportsman, and I know how short your sporting career can be, I'd be playing, and um, I think sitting out, I think they're going to regret that in the future. I know it's your personal choice, but, uh, yeah, missing out games for – look, everyone's been vaccinated at some point in this country for, for one thing or another, and, um, yeah, but once again, it's your personal choice. But I think missing games and, and potentially jeopardising your career is a big, big call. Yeah, that's a bit how I feel as well because mm. Liam Jones, the Carlton player, he put in so much effort and worked so hard to resurrect his career after he left the Dogs and went – Went uh, to Carlton there. He switched from being a forward to a back and really worked hard to get it going again. And he's, like you say, he's got this very short window of being yep. able to live this life and make this money and he's ended it a few years earlier than ideally it would. Yeah, and you just hope that they're all doing their due diligence, aren't they? They're finding out the exact information, talking to the exact doctors and experts to find out that their mm. decisions are well made. So that, that's what you really hope for a lot of young people, particularly who have consequences like these. Now, the English Premier League, the title race is back on. Yes, it's back on. It looked like Man City was going to be running away with it again, as they have done often lately. They've won three out of the last four times titles and I think six out of the last 12 so they're very dominant sort of team these last few years and they were streaming away they were already away they were up by 12 points on top of the ladder but they sort of had some poorly timed uh, draws and then a shocking loss to Tottenham this week and meanwhile Liverpool has been just gunning away they haven't lost a game since the start of November and then they smashed Leeds 6-0 this week and so now it's back to three points which is very exciting it looked like it was almost over halfway through the season but I reckon it's going to be a cracking finish there and momentum is a big thing in sport and I just I've got a feeling in my bones that Liverpool are going to storm home and take this year yeah they're looking good and they've sort of got a few people back from injury right at the right time and those two teams Man City and Liverpool they'll face off in about the middle of April in what is probably going to be a season deciding games so. massive match yeah and what about Ange Ball uh, in Scotland he really is he's having a cracking uh, impact isn't he on on that football club yeah they're loving it they seem to be you know no jinxes touch wooden all that but they seem to be running away with the title over there as well leaving Rangers in their dust and it's pretty sweet and it's good to see yeah and Aussie getting it done on the world stage really and Luca, just quickly, Newcastle, um, there's been a recent takeover and they're, they're still fighting not to be relegated. Yeah, yeah. So a few months ago, Newcastle, who traditionally, or at least in the last 30, 40 years, have sort of been just a mid-table club, a bit mediocre, not good, not that bad. 
they were taken over by the Saudi Arabian People's Investment Fund. So essentially, they were bought by the Saudi government, right? Mm. And that was a bit controversial because the Saudi government comes with all their own controversies, including, <laughs> you know, they're linked to this uh, murder of the journalist Jamal Khashoggi and all this stuff. It was a big, big to do. And so now they're the richest club in the world. They're worth so much money. That well, deal was actually worth $305 million, which is a lot. That's almost as much as six and a half last contract, I think. So. <laughs> Three hundred five bourbons, <laughs> <laughs> pretty big. But despite that, they're the richest club in the world, and now they're battling for relegation. They're only two points above Burnley, who have a game in hand behind them. And I would love it to be honest for the richest club on earth, owned by the Saudi government. If they could get relegated, that would really make me happy. <laughs> I'll just buy second division, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, you're in a good space, Luca. Great that the Fringe Festival is going ahead after the last couple of years of distraction and disruption that we've had, uh, and particularly for you guys and your profession and mate enjoy Port Wollonga you mentioned that off the air that you're going down there go see that star of Greece restaurant it is it is off the charts yeah I can't wait there, there is actually one other little story I wanted to cover if that's right mm-hmm. boys this is uh, happened a couple of weeks ago and I'm just shocked that it hasn't really gotten the mainstream coverage this is uh, coming to us from D-grade MCA cricket in Melbourne where uh, one Al Muller scored 43 runs, including Ooh. two sixes, to take the Thornbury Turf Strokers to a win over Brunswick. And <laughs> yes. wow. he's worth watching, this guy. I reckon he was snubbed for Pakistan. He's going to be. He's got a big future. Can I can I ask where those two sixes went? Did they go over square leg? Was it straight down the ground? Where, where, where'd you hit him? Straight down the ground, actually. Nice. Are you a left-hander or a right-hander? Right-hander. Okay, that's, well, that's debatable. I've seen your bat. <laughs> I, I, I can't believe that Fox Sports missed that one. We'll have to get onto it. Well done, Luca. Thanks heaps, boys. Have a good one. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to Shad Wicker and to Luca Muller today. And, of course, our sponsors. Yeah, fantastic sponsors in Maine Hair Care. That's M-A-N-E, mainehaircare.com. And, of course, a big thank you to our producer, our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We are back on Monday to do it all again. Yeah, happy birthday, Dad. Have a good weekend, guys. Take care. Happy birthday, Bobby. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back.